I don't know if this is a myth, but apparently they did a study, or I don't know who did this study, that some peak pizza makers have been like handling pizza for so long, like the bacteria in their fingernails and hands add to like the, the taste of the pizza. <laughs> oh, dude, no, no, that's terrible. Oh, that's gotta be one of those like things. Like, oh yeah, this pizza is especially good because uh, Pasquale, he's been working here since he was six years old. Guy makes a mean bacteria crust. <laughs> That's fucking you can, gross. You can taste, you can taste fucking Sicily in his yeah. fingerprints. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Sunday Sauce, your grandmother's favorite podcast, episode one twenty-seven. As you guys can see, I'm back in the Great White North, and as you can also see, I I shaved the beard, man. I'm I'm feeling spiffy today. I'm feeling good. You look like you just shaved down like ten seconds on your swimming time. Oh, yeah, dude. I'm way more aerodynamic as well. If I go on a run right now, I'm faster. I look more youthful. Mm. When you look more youthful, you feel more youthful. I have way more energy. My energy levels are all the way up here, Phil, you know? Right. Now, I know we- And also, if I ever try to grow the beard back again, please just stop me. I told the same thing to my girlfriend. I was like, when we have it, we're all like, yeah, it looks good. You got a great beard. I look, I look better with it shaved off, Phil. Come you on. think? You think? I, I think so. I mean, look at these cute dimples. You can't see those dimples when I'm covered in Chewbacca hair. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I <laughs> don't want to know what I look like with this shaved off. I'm never going back. I got to say, though, like your beard's not overpowering on your face. You know, you're you right. got a nice little scruff going. But I baby face Phil goes hard. Nah, nah, nah. Dude, look how tiny these little Diet Cokes are here in Canada. Look at this shit. <laughs> I, I patiently, I patiently waited to. Do you open see this up. the size of this water bottle? I know that's like a gallon, but like really thin. Hmm. Hey, Got cheers it. to a great episode one twenty seven, huh? Yeah, gotta stay hydrated. How you doing? I just drank this. Check this out. The What's Manhattan Special, right? Ooh, what is it? Espresso Premium Coffee Soda. What the fuck? A coffee soda in a bottle? That's yeah. all that is just weird to me. It is weird, but it's from 1895, so you know that they've been doing this before it was cool to do this. Yeah, if you're drinking something from 1825, you know that shit is dummy OP. We went to an Italian place last night, and they had uh, they had alcoholic coffee cocktails, like post-meal, which was really cool. We didn't get anything, because I was already hammered off of two Caesars, mm. which are my favorite drink, by the way. Have I told you about how I'm obsessed with Caesars right now? What the hell is a Caesar? It's basically like a uh, Bloody Mary, but tell me again the differences, babe. Instead of tomato juice, they use Clamato. The hell is that? <laughs> Phil, I wish I could tell you. It tastes pretty much, it tastes very similar, but for whatever reason, I just like the Caesars more than the Bloody Marys. Mm. And they'll give you a nice little stick with a bunch of olives on there. Bloody Marys? <laughs> are my worst nightmare. I hate everything in that shit. Yeah. Most people that I tell this to, like, I'm super excited. I'm like, yeah, Caesars, they're my new favorite drink. And everyone's always like, there's clam juice, isn't isn't there? There's clam juice in that? Ew. Like <laughs> there's clam juice in there? A little bit of clam juice, man. It won't hurt yeah. nobody. I feel like yeah. Wildy would like a Caesar. That's what I want. Her. I want my alcoholic drink to have a shot of fucking bacala vagine in there. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, listen, you know I'm a sailor. You know I'm always out to yeah. sea, you know? <laughs> It fits my character. You know, on Christmas Eve, my grandmother makes the seven seafoods. You know how Nana does it. I went to this. Well, actually, I discovered this small Italian deli, literally walking distance from my house. Oh, and that's life changing shit right there. They, they have these espresso 
premium coffee sodas. You know, they're legit. But when yeah. I tell you this place makes everything from like the salt of Scratch. the earth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like that. Yeah. Dude, I got a sandwich today. Listen to what was in it, okay? Mm-hmm. Let's see if I could just do it off the dome because there's more than like seven things. Drop it. Drop that beef. Fresh baked Italian bread. Like already full- you got already I'm sold. I'm good. I'll buy it. No, like like this morning baked, right? Ooh, like fresh out of the oven baked? Like fresh out of the oven. Like you bite God into damn. this thing, there's a crunch and then a nice chew. You know? Okay, that so f- so fresh Italian bread, mozzarella, okay. fresh, uh, provolone. Naturally, got to have cheese on there. Super asat. Ooh, fuck. Capicol. Little gabagool, huh? Little gabagool won't hurt nobody. Salami. Oh, so there was literally like every meat on this thing. Tomato. Tomato, okay. Olive oil, balsamic. Oh, fuck. Arugula. You gotta have the arugula on there. It adds that extra zest. Three meats, two cheeses, two veggies, fresh baked bread. Let me guess the price of this, all right? Yep. I want to say this was a $30 sandwich. 15 Get the fuck out of here, 15 <laughs> With all that? Yeah, all that. This, this is a true mom and pop joint, then. This ain't, this ain't no franchise. It's not a franchise, but it is... I don't know where you're getting a $30 sandwich. <laughs> no, I haven't, but I'm just saying, with all those things, super fresh, made yeah, day in, of. Insane. You know, just, insane. They probably cut the meat right in front of you, didn't they? Oh, yeah. Oh, Jesus. Well, 15 you can't go wrong. You might as well buy two of them, then. Yeah, and then I... Well, <laughs> me and my cousin ate them. And we ate half and we looked at each other we were like, when I tell you the size of this thing, it was like a fucking, it's like the size of this water bottle, bro. Right? Perfect for leftovers. Yeah. I was like, do you want to finish this right now? We looked at each other. He's like, you know, I could save it for later, but yeah, fuck it. <laughs> we pulled it just- I've realized this. Whenever you have that moment where you think to yourself, should we finish this now or we could save it for later? If you even have that thought, I could save it for later. You probably should save it for later. Bro, yeah, I know. I've been, I've been getting up at every fucking dinner just feeling like a chunky monkey, bro. <laughs> just waddling home, just fucking walking side by side like this. It's hard. I want nap time now. Dude, that's the problem, too. You eat so much that your body just, like, has a fucking spike of insulin and everything just shuts down. You're like, I want to take a fucking nap right now. Yeah, the only American thing about that sandwich was the, was the sheer size and girth of it. Because my cousin was telling me, you go, you go to Italy or a lot of places in Europe. I'm pretty sure all of Europe is like this. But, like, they're not giving you heroes with 40 fucking things on it. No shot. <laughs> like, he's like, yeah, you know, I went to Italy in high school, and you get, like, a nice prepared little sandwich. It's maybe got a couple slices of meat, one or two slices of cheese, and they panini press it, and you eat it. You're like, yeah, that was great. I could probably eat four more, but it's not how they roll well, over panini, there. Panini, to me, is probably, if you had to ask me, like, what's your favorite bread? To eat a sandwich on it, it would probably be like a fresh pressed panini bread. So like a ciabatta. Yeah, bro. 100%. I feel like because, paninis are all ciabatta. Yeah, panini panini bread is like my, my go-to when it's like extra crispy. Also, I was talking to some of my members about this. I'm pretty sure here in Strong Island, we're the only place that calls... Like a sandwich like that, I would call that a hero. You would call that a hero, right? I wouldn't call a panini a hero, but I would call what I ate a hero. No, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Your thing that you ate today would be, you know, you'd say, oh, let's go to the local, you know, deli, pick up a hero. But if you say that to like anybody else that lives outside of, I'd I'd probably say outside of New York, they'd be like, what the fuck are you talking about? They call them grinders. 
They call Ew. them subs. They call Ew. them hoagies. There was another one. Hoagies. Yep. There's a hoagie. And to me, that all seems so foreign. Like you walk into any deli in New York and you go, yo, let me get a ham, lettuce, tomato, hero. Don't yep. know what to give you. Dude. You know? <sighs> My brother. Yeah, let me get let me get a ham, lettuce, tomato grinder. What the fuck are we talking about? Hoagie. Yeah. Uh, dude. <laughs> let me get a hoagie. <laughs> Can I get a little hoagie? It doesn't it doesn't sit right with me. Can I get no. a hoagie, please? <laughs> No, you just can't hey, be doing that. Give me the fucking super shot on a hero, eh? Yeah, slap it on a fucking hero. We'll call it a day. It rolls off the tongue so much better than it oh, does, ye. bro. Oh, my, <laughs> my biggest pet Fuck peeve that. is is my brother in law saying, "Yeah, you know, in Scranton we get a like a like a two dollar Italian hoagie." I'm like, first <laughs> of all. <laughs> I'm like, Sorry, go on. <laughs> first of all, it's not it's a rough. fucking hoagie. Second of all, no. you don't know Italian food outside of New York. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm telling you right now, if you walk into any deli, let's just go even more niche. We're saying Strong Island here. You yeah. walk into any deli and you say, yeah, I'd like a hoagie. You better have a Southern accent or they're going to like <laughs> spit in the fucking sandwich. There's no way they're going to respectfully make that. Right? It's just, like, yeah, let me get a ham, lettuce, tomato, hoagie. Then they'll be like, okay, he's not from around here. But if you walk in like, yeah, how you doing, Tommy? Let me get a fucking <laughs> ham, lettuce, tomato, hoagie. They're hey, like, hey, Tony. What's wrong with this guy? Who hey, Tony. Guy? You make this fresh this morning? What are we talking here? Eh? Is this fresh or does it smell like your grandmother's toe cheese? What are we talking about here, Tony? Hey, can I get, uh, can I get some jam brought, some stringadels, some ganolis, and the meatballs? <laughs> Put a fucking Schwedel in the box, and I'm never fucking coming back here, Tony. All right? That's, That's how all the Italians point, the three-finger point. All right, fucking, all right, Tony? You know how everyone has a problem with the word Worcestershire sauce? I can't even say. No, it's, I got this. Worcestershire sauce. That's how you say it, right? Worcestershire sauce? Well, now now we're saying it too much. Fuck me up. Worcestershire sauce. That's how I would say it. Okay, or... <laughs> Uh, I, I can't say now. I'm all fucked up. I know. When you start saying a word repeatedly, it starts to just, your brain goes. Worcestershire sauce. That's how okay. I say it. Okay. Wor- Worcestershire, right? What What is that? It's got like, uh, I want to say it's got like relish in it, right? Or am I just completely making that up? Rel- rel- relish is just chopped pickles. <laughs> is that really what relish is? Yes. Hold on. Worcestershire sauce. I want to know what this shit is. Mm, of, okay. course it's, of course it's English. It's Tastes a like pungent sauce ass. containing soy sauce and vinegar, first made in Worcester, England. It's a flavor of combination of vinegar, molasses, anchovies, garlic, tamarind extract, chili pepper extract, sugar, salt, along with undisclosed natural ingredients. Oh, what God. the fuck is what is yeah. so undisclosed that they can't put it on the label? Some fucking juice some in fucking, there, man. Forget it. Why did saying? this come oh. to your mind? Why, oh, do you want to put this on a sandwich? No, 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 no. What I was saying was my version of the Worcestershire sauce is Schwingadel, Schvoidel. Now, half the people listening to this don't know what we're talking about, but it's an Italian pastry that's kind of shaped like a shell that you find at the beach, and it's uh-huh. got it's got layers to it. It's like the phyllo dough. And if you put it up to your ear, you could actually hear the Italian coast, the Mediterranean Sea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Try it out. A lot of people don't know that. Yeah. But it's got like a custard on the inside, but it's a thicker custard. It's not like a creamy custard. It's oh, hard to it's explain. So fucking, and then so there's good. powdered sugar on top. But Ooh. every time, every time you try to order, hey, can I get a schwingadel, schvoidel? They they hit you with like a 
how do you say it? I, I, I'm pretty sure it's Schfoyadel, but I'm basing that off of The Sopranos because I've been watching a lot of Sopranos recently. And he'll literally, Christopher always goes in, put some Schfoyadel in a box, and then they move on to the next scene. Okay, this is, this, this is how you spell it, okay? Okay. Well, there's, there's two ways that you spell it, actually. Break it down. S-F-O-G-L-I-A-T-E-L-L-A. Yeah, I mean... Sfogliatella. Sfogliatella. That was such a high-pitched laugh. There's definitely a lot of different ways that people say it. But, but we can just say for 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 this episode of the Sunday Sauce, episode 127, we'll just say Shfoyadel. Yeah, I got one of those. Uh, but that, I mean, that's where the story ends. It was fucking Dude, delicious. This, uh... This Italian joint that we went to again last night, like it was, it was really fancy, really pretty light fixtures and all that shit. Really nice, brand new spot that opened up in Toronto. They didn't have any balsamic vinegar in the whole place. We got like a balsamic a bunch vinegar. Of <laughs> balsamic vinegar. Have when, you? When fucking Elmo said that, yeah, shit, yeah. dude. Yes. <laughs> so funny, but yeah, I was like, can we get some balsamic to dip the bread in? And the waitress is like, oh, I'm sorry, we don't actually carry any balsamic. And I was like, that's. That's a weird thing for that's an Italian odd. place. That's really odd. Who do they got back and there? I, I immediately wonder though, like, is there a valid reason or is it like we're just trying to be different than the other Italian places? There's another Italian spot here where they don't cut the pizza. Did I tell you about this? No. Yeah, we haven't been yet. I think Kylie's been there, but basically they just bring you the pizza and you're supposed to cut it with like a fork and a fucking knife. And I immediately was just like, Vin. what the fuck? Like, that's Vin. ridiculous. <laughs> Right? Yeah, you still work at a pizza joint. That's what I'm saying. There's li- the pizza cutter was specifically invented to slice it in fucking eights and sixteenths for little what kids' parties. What am I? Some type of fucking asshole sitting here yeah. cutting my own pizza? Yeah, you're gonna bring me my fucking pie just un- uncut, uncircumcised pizza over here? It's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, what, what the hell? About? That's Never that's fucked up. Back here, I would not go to that joint. I'm sorry. I don't know what to we're gonna fu- tr- we're gonna try it because I don't know we're what just type of. All- Italians are working there, but they're they're not the ones from New York. I'll tell you that. You know what I should do just to spite them? Order the pizza, but keep a little pizza cutter in my back pocket. Just just you know how you know how aggressive like people at pizza places that work there cut it like. Oh yeah, bro. No, the worst, not the worst. Deep dish pies and Sicilians. When you cut those, especially if they're a little, gotta wear gloves, bro. You're like, bro. I distinctly remember when you cut a Sicilian, all right? So you got to eyeball the first slice, the hardest one, because you got to cut it in tens. At least that's what we did at our pizzeria. So you have to find a spot towards the left or the right where you could basically like size up the slices of the size of the slices. So yeah. You do that first cut and you fucking, you jam that bitch. You're like, <laughs> right? You cut it. Yeah. Then from there, you have the remainder. Then you go halfway down the middle and the other half and the other half. So it all looks like this. <laughs> Send it off. Have a good day. Enjoy yourself. Yeah. Dude, little, I, if little you just, know the amount of blood, sweat, and tears that just went into cutting that. Oh, you know how much fucking blood, sweat, and tears went into that fucking job? I guarantee you, too. I was thinking about this the other day. It's such an interesting topic. If you took me right now cold, cold fucking as ice and just dropped me in the middle of a pizzeria on a Friday night rush hour, all of my skills would immediately come back. I, mm. I wouldn't even need any preparation. Drop me in that bitch. Let's go. I'm ready. I heard if any of you guys own pizzerias and you want me to come in, step in, fill in for a night, I'll film the whole thing. I'll make a video out of it. Let's go. I heard a really weird theory. Let's hear it. It's really gross. Okay. 
I don't know if this is a myth, but apparently they did a study, or I don't know who did this study, that some pizza makers have been like handling pizza for so long, like the bacteria in their fingernails and hands add to like the, the taste of the pizza. <laughs> oh, dude, no, no, that's terrible. Oh, the thing no, about there's it. no way, there's no way though that's a real thing because you, you're constantly washing your, well, if you're a good pizza man, you're constantly washing your hands while you're working. And then when you get home, you're washing your hands, you're always showering. The, how would the bacteria actually stay from constantly touching the dough? Right. I, that could just be a big myth, but. That's got to be one of those like things like, oh yeah, this pizza is especially good because, uh, but Squally, he's been working here <laughs> since he was six years old. Guy makes a mean bacteria crust. That's fucking you gross. Can, you can taste, you can taste fucking Sicily in his yeah. fingerprints. <laughs> Fuck that, bro. No shot. Another one, not a theory, but I guess it just it's just part of like the battle, I guess, of, okay. of being a battle hardened pizza maker. Think of like the hair on like some of these guys working there, right? Or anyone yeah, that's like around enough. Hairy, hairy knuckles. Yeah, like some of that has to get singed off by like you know the hot ovens being around all the different food. Like that's got to be falling in some of the food, right? I mean, well, now we're not even talking about pizza. Now we're having a bigger discussion on when chefs are making food, how much of their hair, sweat, fucking tears. Maybe they're having a rough day. They're crying while they're making a fucking souffle. Yeah. Some of that shit probably does get in the food. But like their their cock flops out. They have a spontaneous combustion. Now you got a little extra creamy bisque. You know what I mean? I would probably only say this in a member episode, but like, fuck it, I'll say it here too. Like, if I ordered a meal and there was like a little hair on it, I'm probably just taking the hair out and continuing my fucking meal. Like, I, it, I that to me is not like the end of the world. Does not bother me in the slightest. I'm, I'm looking over to Kylie to see if she's going to make like a grossed out face. Like, yeah, that wouldn't be like a, oh, preposterous. I would like an entirely new entree. I'm just like, yeah. oh, fuck it. A little hair in there, whatever. Ah, fuck now, it. If, it's like a, if it's like a fucking glob, that's an yeah. issue. But like one little hair, we fucking we take that, we move it, we move forward, you know. Yeah, I'm really not that much of a of a of a pansy when it comes to that. But I know I some hate, people I that hate are like sending thing ba- things back at restaurants. Man, I hate doing it. I know those people that are like, this is absolutely preposterous. How dare you serve me this tainted meal? Yeah, it's just like, dude, it it, it happens though. Like that's that's maybe I. I Maybe I get it because I worked with in food for so long, like from seventh grade to second year of college. But it, it's clearly not intentional if, like, you know, something does happen to get into the fucking food. And then like you just, a hair, do, a hair. Yeah, especially with you. Look how long your fucking hair is. Do you shed it all, by the way? I don't know if I ever asked you this. Yeah, everyone sheds. Uh, to what degree, though, do you shed? Do you like clog up drains? I do clog up drains. You do. Do you have Do you have a uh, Drano in your crib? I don't, but you can probably go into my drain if it's not cleaned in a while and get like a full like full rat tail, <laughs> full organism. Ugh, that's wild. But that's yeah, I, I actually, I mean, I, like me, I shed a lot too and my hair's not even long right now. Me and my girlfriend both have long hair. So like when you brush your hair in the shower and shit, that's what I do because yep. I don't know, like it, it's fallen out. And then if you're stressed, your hair falls out more apparently. I feel like I've actively noticed that, which I don't know scientifically if that makes any sense, but I've had months where like 
two month stretches of like sheer stress, just worried about everything. And then I would have like a good month and I feel like my hair would look fuller. That might just be like a placebo. Are you situation. <laughs> getting so mad I really, you start balding? I, I really hope not. Dude, if I lose my hair, it's over for me, bro. My head shape, I was looking at it on a stream. I was I was literally sitting right over there and I was turned this way and I had my hat on. I was looking at my fucking side profile and I was like, oh you got boy. The, the Tyler one meme, meme head. Have you ever seen that? Bro, I look like a fucking hammerhead shark. Have you seen that picture? Tyler one meme? Let me see. Yeah, so Tyler one is the League of Legends streamer. And people have all these like funny. Oh meme. yeah, no, I've, I've seen this before. Where like his headphones created a dent in his head. <laughs> so, did you see? Oh my god, I'm sorry to pivot so quickly, but did you see um, Ludwig interviewing Susan, the CEO of YouTube? Yes. And did you see like the the different like memes he showed her? I saw the emote part where he was like, you know, like the Twitch things, like this yeah. is Sag and shit. Yeah. <clears throat> That's it. I didn't see the whole thing, though. Did you? Well, apparently at the end of it, he he showed her. I I don't know a lot about the Twitch uh, lingo and the Twitch memes, but there's like the frog, the pog frog, right? That's his name, Poggy, whatever her the fuck. Pepe. Yeah, she. He literally showed her an emote of him like like hanging himself. There was like a rope around his neck. He's like, all right, here's the final one, and she's just like, like she was like <laughs> she was bewildered. <laughs> That's kind of funny. <laughs> and then I saw people like in the comments being like, I, I, I don't know exactly what it was said, but it was like, dude, you literally like risked million dollar opportunities just to tell this one little like meme. And I respect that or something. And I was like, dude, that, that took balls. Yeah. He doesn't give a fuck. That level of not giving a fuck is, is something I aspire to have one day. Cause I, I give a couple fucks. Do you think I give a fuck these days? Mm, not really. You're you're pretty. You've been on that. I don't give a fuck wave. Hell yeah. <laughs> and how does it feel? Do you feel enlightened? Yeah, I do feel enlightened. It's good. What are some but, epiphanies you've had recently? Um, it's got to be something if you feel enlightened, Phil. Don't be just saying words now. <laughs> well, one life thing that I've kind of realized is like. The past literally does, I mean, like, it matters if, like, you, you've done fucked up shit, but, like, thinking about the past does not fucking matter. Because, like, n- like nobody thinks about the past as much as you think about your own past. Like, you know dwelling I mean? on the past, fixating on the past, yeah. Like, I'm not thinking about your past as I'm talking to you, you know what I mean? It's a good point. <clears throat> it's definitely a good point. I think, too, I was talking to the guys about this in the core four. Sometimes you as yourself fixate on things that other people, even people close to you that you interact with all the time, will never even remotely think of. So the fact that like you become fixated on things in the moment and in the past or even things in the future, it's just like we worry about things and don't realize that other people have their own lives. It's like that mentality like people get stressed out to vlog in public or do things in public with a camera and it's like, Bro, nobody gives a fuck if you're walking in the mall holding a camera filming yourself. Everyone's living their own narrative, and you're just an NPC to everybody else. Yeah, everyone thinks they're the main character. Yeah, you think anyone gives a fuck about me walking through the mall? Hey, what's up, guys? How you doing? Nobody no, they'll just, they'll just be like, yeah, look at that guy. And then, like a squirrel, their brain is gone. Especially in New York. Forget it. 
you just randomly will see someone <laughs> screaming running down the subway, <laughs> the subway fucking stairs. You're just like, it's New York. New York City's insane right now. It's actually really dangerous. Really? What's going on? Just like random stabbings, pushing people in front of the subways, fucking. Jesus Christ, bro. <laughs> it's just, it's for no reason. It's really That's why just. I'm in Canada. I feel yeah. warm and cozy over here. Everyone over there just apologizes to each other before it gets bad. Oh, sorry about I actually, sorry about I that. actually saw someone almost get arrested in fucking uh, in the airport. Whoa. I was uh, I was walking through like customs to there's just like a bunch of steps when you get here. It's basically like you have to scan your passport. This machine <clears throat> will print you this little paper. You hand the paper to the customs officer. They ask you why you're here. Then you walk through like the baggage claim area, and then you give your little thing that printed out to another officer, and then you're free to go. So when I got to the second thing where you hand the ticket, I literally heard an officer being like, this is what's going to happen next. You're going to get detained. And the guy was like talking back to the officer. And he's like, you're going to get arrested. Is that what you want? Do you want to get arrested? And I was just like doing that thing where like you don't want to <laughs> draw attention and like just stare. But I'm like walking by with my luggage, just staring the entire time, trying to like get as much information as I could. But I'm like, I wonder what was said or what the exchange was to literally almost get arrested right before you're about to leave the airport. Like what mm. could have happened? Anything. <laughs> People are crazy, man. So you have to go to the customs every time. Yeah. It's, it's interesting too. I don't think we've talked about this on the pod. I I've told, uh, I don't think I've told you actually either. Sometimes they're super chill. And sometimes I ask like an absurd amount of questions. So like the first time I ever came here, the lady was like really intense and she's like, why are you here? And I'm like, uh, to visit my girlfriend. Imme- you know me, immediately I get nervous. Even <laughs> just getting sweating. questioned. I'm not doing anything <laughs> wrong, but I'm like, uh, I'm here to visit my girlfriend. She goes, okay, cool. What do you do for a living? I'm like, uh, I'm a YouTuber. She goes, what does your girlfriend do for a living? I'm like, uh, she's a pet nutritionist. She's like, okay, how long are you here for? Like just asking a ton of questions. Second trip, the guy's like, so man, welcome to Canada. What are you here for? Visiting your girlfriend? All right. See you later. And I walked right through. So hmm. it's, I wonder what's more of the norm, like the not so heavily questioned situation or like a lot of the questions. Right. But yeah, I just, I get nervous whenever I talk to customs officers for whatever reason. It's like an intense But what are you supposed step. to, like, what do they think you're going to say? Like, even if somebody was like a traitor or is committing treason and had something grand planned to do in Canada or any other country where like they wouldn't admit it. <laughs> well, maybe they ask you questions to see if like you can't accurately answer and then something will like appear shady and they have to like investigate further. Like if you get asked eight <clears throat> questions and you actually don't have like a set story or reason to be here, then they could trip you up on like that third or fourth question. You know what I mean? That's mm. my theory on why they ask sometimes so many questions. But there's de- – bro, we've talked about this on the podcast a million times. There's so many stupid people out there. Like there's definitely situations where officers will be like, why are you here? And someone says some ridiculous fucking reason. Or just one of those For- annoying dads just throwing in some of their dad humor. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I'll tell you why I'm not here. <laughs> it's like saying dumb shit. Honey, the fucking honey. Honey, not the fucking time. Yeah. It's also interesting, too, how when you... I want to make sure I, I say this right. When you are leaving Canada, customs... When you get through customs in Canada, you're technically already in the U.S., right? Before you fly. Customs is in 
Yeah, the U.S. Customs is in Canada. So basically, like, when I get through Customs, when I'm going back home, I'm already technically in America before I even get on the flight. So it's like the loading screen in a video game. <laughs> yeah, you're you're in the loading den. So, so isn't, you, that, isn't that weird, though? It's so like once you get through customs and you're like waiting at your gate, you're technically in the States. That is kind of weird. And and a, a lot of places do it differently. Like I'm pretty sure when we went to Aruba, and you know this because you went to Aruba, you go through that first like Aruba security and then you do, I think, the state security. So you go through security twice, basically. And then when you get back to the States, you just leave. There's no like extra. I think that's how it is with the States actually in most places you go. Like the customs is there. And then you're in America. Then you fly to wherever you have to go. Interesting. Yeah. Traveling's been been very fun. And, you know, you would think, like, uh, I should really knock on wood, but I've been on a lot of flights now, obviously, this year. No flights have been, like, really crazy with turbulence, thank God. I've had, like, one or two flights that were, like, a little bit rocky. But you would think, like, the more you fly, <laughs> the more you would experience shit like that. Oh, dude, I forgot to even tell you this. Remember how I said we, were, we recorded yesterday at fucking, or was it the day before yesterday? The day before yesterday, we recorded at 9.30 in the morning. Yeah. Because I had a flight. Bro, all fucking day. Push back 40 minutes. Okay, no big deal. Push back 45 minutes. Okay, whatever. Push back 30 minutes. Kept getting delayed, delayed, delayed. Finally, I'm literally in the middle of a stream. Crazy stream. Thank you guys for the support in that stream, by the way. And then all of a sudden, flight canceled. So I'm like, what the fuck? So I was able to get immediately put on another flight. And then that flight, like four hours later, at this point now it's 9 p.m. for this flight. It gets delayed. So I go, fuck this. I canceled the American flight. I got a Delta flight. I get on the Delta flight. Well, I get checked, like try to check into the Delta situation. That gets pushed back. Okay. So for some reason now I can't check in on my phone. So technically speaking, even if a flight gets delayed, I'm going to teach you guys everything that I've learned from flying, all right? Even if a flight gets delayed, you still have to check in if you're going international an hour before, or any flight, you have to check in an hour before, right? Before it takes off. So any flight, you have to check in an hour before. So the flight was delayed till like 9.45 at this point. And then I'm like, oh, fuck, the original flight time was 8.59, so I have to get to the airport by 7.59. So I fucking rush to the little uh, kiosk of Delta, and I'm trying to check in. I have three minutes to spare. Thank God I checked in. But from what I learned... When you're traveling international, they need to know what your return flight is. So if you just have a one-way ticket, they don't let you check in on the app. So you have to check in at the actual an hour before. Airport. Exactly. So, so now if you the problem is fifty-nine it, minutes, and you get to the kiosk, you can't check in. No, if you're if that happened, almost happened to Kylie once. She got there with like a minute to spare, and they were like, "Yo, if you were a minute later, you wouldn't have been able to check in." It's just like protocol for whatever reason. You need to check in an hour before. Interesting. Um, so that was fucking stressful. And then it got pushed back again. And I ended up getting on the flight at probably 11.15. And it took off and we got, I got here at like midnight, 12.30. But yeah, it was, it was a fucking whole day of just like airport delays and craziness. Sorry, we just got to fly private, you know? I'm telling you right now, if you want to go halvesies on a jet, let's get it. Where would we go? Well, I would just come here all the time. I don't know where you're going to go. You you got any vacation spots that you want to go to? All I want to know is like, how common are private jets? I don't think they're as, I don't think they're as uncommon as people may realize because like it's how not many, just like. 
influencers are hopping on PJs as we speak. I think I think clearly celebrities, influencers, obviously people that have a lot of money are definitely doing it pretty often. But I think a lot of like regular people do it too. My dad was telling me that there's this like system where if you're going on like a trip with let's say like 10 people, you can all pay like not an astronomical amount of money to get like a jet that will take you somewhere. We saw right. it on that Instagram account that tagged me and, uh, and I know. That we looked at, right? Like it was what? <laughs> it was like 6k to go right to Miami or something like that, 5k. What was it? I can't remember. I don't remember. But it wasn't like an ins- like you would think private jet, oh my god, this is going to be like a crazy crazy amount, but like if you're going with 10 people and you all split that, it's not like absurd. Right. To have like a private experience, I guess. And so you could just pull up straight on like the tarmac. You don't have to go through security or anything, right? That I don't know. I would, I would assume there's. Yeah, no, maybe not. Because if you know it's a you private, do? you should take a blade to JFK. A blade? What's blade? That's when you take a helicopter service to get you to the airport to then hop on a plane. Now that that's. That's just unnecessary. I could Uber to JFK. Well, the problem is a lot of people in Manhattan get stuck in traffic and they miss their flights to JFK. So Blade, it's like, it's honestly not that crazy when you think about it. It's like $150, I think. I think. It's not bad at all. For like a 15 minute ride from Manhattan to JFK. Maybe it'll be something that I do on my bucket list. Cross off the bucket list. Bro, yeah. sometimes when you're going from LaGuardia to where we live, it's like a hundred bucks, ninety-five bucks, eighty-eight, eighty-eight bucks. If there's like a lot of traffic. And that's not even that long of a ride. And bro, going through Queens, if you ever have a flight around like five PM and you're on your way to the airport, you're fucked. No, Tra- yeah, yeah. You know, there's been so many times where I've like had my stomach just drop because I'm just sitting in traffic and I'm like, I'm gonna miss this fucking flight. Checking you know, it online, though, on the app so is like the, the biggest cheat code ever. Because then you, you know literally just have to baller? get through security. What's that? Well, we, that we should do? <laughs> Take a blade, a.k.a. a helicopter, from Manhattan to Montauk, a.k.a. the tip of Long Island, which is... Oh, shit. <laughs> that's, that's... Dude, you know the Kardashians are doing that every fucking Tuesday. I wonder... How, they never... Can you imagine going on a commercial flight? And you sit down, you get all cozy, get your little neck pillow, put your headphones on. You just turn to your right, fucking Khloe Kardashian's in the window seat. She's like, <laughs> fucking hiding. Uh, can't believe I'm on commercial. Yeah, just can't believe it. I When's the last time it. you think they ever flown commercial? Probably the never. Kardashians? Never. Never? never. Do you think they so even fucking, know what it's like? No. They're so detached from reality. It's It's like disgusting. I saw a tweet recently where a girl sat next to Tom Holland on a plane. I mean, I can believe that. <laughs> are you all right? So, if you see a celebrity that you're actually a really big fan of, and you sit down on the plane, you're next to them. Are you bothering them and asking for a picture, or are you just shutting up the entire flight and just texting everyone you know, like "Holy shit!" Then every time <laughs> I look in the mirror, crazy. I see a celebrity. Every time you look in the mirror, oh, okay, nice flex, <laughs> nice flex. No. Okay, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not. telling you right now, I would probably be so hesitant to bother them. But I feel like the the feeling of regret that I would have, for example, let's use Tom Holland. If he's sitting next to me on a plane, I'm 1000% being like, Tom, I'm so sorry to bother you. Could we please take a quick photo? Like I'm a huge fan. Because if he gets up and leaves and you just never see this man again, 
I would be like, why didn't I say something? Why didn't I ask for a fucking photo? I I don't think I would ask for a photo. I would hundred hundred ten percent. Because then, because dude, you, you got to imagine they they definitely get that a lot. But there's got to be some celebrities that that like getting asked for photos. Yeah, but I think it's kind of cool, like the mystery. Like I met Adam Sandler in the Hamptons when I was a kid, but mm-hmm. nobody nobody really believes me. But my sister was there, and she can vouch for it. Oh, so I always, I always have Barbara that story, like, vouch. like I met Adam Sandler, you know. Yeah, but Where, you, you gotta you gotta get the photo. Yeah, but then what am I gonna be like? Oh, so I was on the plane and I met Tom Holland, and then look, look, there he is. There's me and him. You know what I mean? Yeah, I would put that right. To, <laughs> I would tag him too. I'd be like, "Hey, Tommy, nice flight, huh?" Just ratio him. <laughs> Just completely terrified, like on the plane. Like Tom, could we? Get a photo, and then you tag him like chilling on the flight with my boy Tom, chilling on the PJ. <laughs> no, just Dang reverse it. it. Met met this met this shy kid on the plane. He asked for a picture. <laughs> met this shy kid on a plane. Yeah. I tweeted at Jack Harlow last night. I was hoping he was gonna like the tweet, but nothing. Dude. What did you say? I don't even want to read it to you, Phil. I'm gonna I'm gonna get roasted. <laughs> oh, let's hear it. I said I'm absurdly absurdly excited for this new at Jack Harlow song tonight. Dude is way too cool. Did you hear the new song, Phil? Goes Man, hard. How, how does this ass taste? <laughs> Phil, come on. Phil, I can be a fan and tweet oh. at one of my favorite artists. Nothing wrong with that. <sighs> it's a good song. I think you'd actually like this track. Yeah, what's it called? First Class? Yeah, I'll put you in first class. Oh. Up in the sky. My nail tech know how to keep a secret. I'm Jack I Harlow. Don't. Oh, I don't <laughs> talk about success. I reek it. It's yeah. Louis V. Uh. I speak it. He's the greatest. He's the greatest rapper of our generation. I wouldn't go there, but he's no, good. He, no, he's the best in the world. No, no, he's way better than Eminem. I'm just patient. Stop trying to fucking get me all heated on this episode. I'm in a good mood today, right? Dude, he's good, good, but mood. like, uh, I, I, I don't like. I actually really like his music. I'm, I'm actually a big fan. He's dope. I think he's good, uh, but I don't. I don't think he's just like his song. Uh, Already best friends, obviously banger with Chris Brown. I like. Uh, there's one called Tyler or something. Wait, how that does Chris sick? Brown still have a career, bro? I have no idea. Tyler Hero. I hope I'm saying Her- that right. It might be Tyler Harrow. Harrow. That song has <laughs> the a sick basketball player. Beat. Is it Harrow? Yes. That makes sense. There you go. I can't read, Phil. I've been trying to expand <laughs> my horizons. Yeah. We got to do something about that. People tell me all the time. They're like, oh, you got to read this book. And I'm like, eh, fuck that. <laughs> I'm feeling the book reading, you know? Nah, dude, I have a problem. Like, I'm looking at the book that I was, like, ranting about. Not ranting about. Right here. Fucking tipping point. I was like, Vin, I learned so much in this book. Did you never finish it? After that day, I didn't fucking read it. What the fuck happened? You were like so inspiring. I read inspiring. books halfway through and I don't finish it. I never finish them. Are you like that with TV shows though too? Like do you just have a thing where you can't fully finish stuff? I can never finish, Ren. Let's work on Let's dive into this. Yeah. How does that make you feel? Incomplete. Like a failure. Like a loser. You now know? Let's, take, let's, take us, let's take us back to childhood for a moment. Yeah. Were there <sighs> things that you actively remember from when you were a kid? That you didn't finish, something that still sticks with you to this day. I know you say you don't like to dwell on the past, but let's dive into it a little bit. <laughs> I'm, I'm asking no. serious questions, Chief. 
No, I don't think so. I can't think of any standout moments, you know? I feel like there's got to be something that was deep-rooted so in you're, childhood you're saying, that now- So you're saying my ability to not finish things is from deep-rooted childhood trauma? It doesn't necessarily have to be trauma, but I feel like there's something from when you were in like a very crucial developmental stage that for whatever reason put you on this path that now you just are comfortable. Your comfort zone is to not finish things. I think it has to do with dopamine and attention span. Mm. I'm too stimulated. To lose focus quickly. Yeah, unless it's something that I'm like really passionate about. It's good. Passion's a cheat code, man. That's why I tell people all the time, like, they'll come to streams and they'll be like, do you have any advice for me starting my, you know, stream career? And I'm like, dude, you got to stream stuff that you give a shit about. You got to have that passion. Because, listen, we talked about this in the member episode for like a long segment. Passion puts you ahead of the competition and literally any field that, you, that you're that you in, there's always going to be other people trying to do it as well. And you got to stand out. You got to have your own flair, your own flavor. I know. Why are you going to pick the Philly on flavor? Over this guy's flavor. Exactly. You know what I'm saying, Phil? Yeah, I do. I do now. When's the last time you played disc golf? You still doing that? Oh, no. Five, five hours ago. Oh, perfect. All right, good. I yeah. was worried that you gave up on the disc golf, bro. <laughs> no, no, no. I got to come. Let's, let's schedule a disc golf outing when I'm back in the uh, back in the States. Although I'm only in the States. Well, actually, I'm only in New York for a little bit. Then I'm going to Florida. But once I get back from that, let's do a little... I'll teach you how to hook hook a disc. I got a pretty good Frisbee throw. No, no, no. Here's the thing. It's a disc. It's not a Frisbee. It's different. Completely different? You could think that you – listen, I could throw a Frisbee probably like eight football fields. Easy. The fuck? 800 (laughs) yards? No shot. Uh, No, I'm kidding. Half a mile. Half a mile. No problem. There's no no shot. I'm kidding. But – Throwing a disc is a lot different because they make so many different types. There's understable, there's overstable, there's different speeds, there's different glides, there's different fades. And this all comes together. Like if you were to play disc golf as a newbie, complete virgin, right? Okay. A lot of people come in hot. They're like, hey, it's a fucking disc. What, what are you doing? I just hucked this thing. They, they think uh-huh. it's like a, they think they're at the beach and their buddy said, go long, right? Yeah, yeah. It's not, you have to shape your shots and you pick your discs based on the type of shot that you're throwing, right? Okay. You can throw, and there's different ways to throw. There's backhand, there's forehand, there's grenade, there's fucking thumber, there's tomahawk, there's fucking reverse, reverse, uh, under, under overgrip, uh, monkey octopus. (laughs) I can't even tell if you're fucking with me at this point. Yeah. (laughs) Monkey octopus. Throw? I don't know. Uh, no, but all the other ones that I, that I mentioned are, are legit. And say you. Sorry, go on. No, no, no. You go. No, you always do this. <laughs> all right. There's a Discord delay. Sometimes I think you're going to stop talking, but you don't. Go ahead. So, like, as a righty, if I were okay. to throw forehand, which is like sidearm, mm-hmm. if I throw it properly, the disc will always go to the right at the end of its flight path. Okay. Now, if I were to throw backhand as a righty, like a like a typical frisbee, that shit's always going to fade to the left, and you reverse mm-hmm. that if you're a lefty. So some sometimes you have to like, you know, maneuver around four different trees, and that requires a backhand Ooh. with an Anheuser or a an Heiser, which are the angles at which you release the disc, which can do different things. That shit is crazy to me. Like the amount of skill to know, like, okay, I got to curve around that tree. So you fucking twist your wrist in a certain way 
makes it go a little curve action. It's exactly. the same thing like with pitching in baseball. Like a curveball is fucking mind blowing to me. How the I hell mean, do they get it to curve? I don't know. <laughs> Shit's bananas. Also, I looked up the longest frisbee throw. Can you guess how long it was in yards? Uh, it's probably like th- three or four hundred yards. Yeah, three sixty nine, three hundred thirty eight yeah. meters. Yeah, which is like what twelve, thirteen hundred feet. Uh, I think it's at eleven hundred. The only sh- the only way you're getting that is like downwind off a fucking mountaintop. <laughs> I was gonna say too, like yeah, you definitely need some elements to help you, right? Like in a controlled environment, if you were in like a long ass dome, like a huge fucking five football field length dome. You're not going to be able to throw it that far. No with shot. No, the, with the, no the, wind. The, there's no, yeah. How far do disc golf pros throw drives? Yeah. So now I'm curious. Longest football throw. I want to see how that how so, long that is. Okay. The professionals at the top level of disc golf will throw a little bit over a football field around 400 feet. That's crazy. That is fucking crazy. Check this out. Look at this. I just typed in longest football throw. In 1983, Raiders player Jim Plunkett threw a 99-yard touchdown pass. What the fuck? That's the entire length of the, <laughs> the entire length of the hey, field. Hail Mary. Bro, that's literally that's literally they were in the end zone. This motherfucker said a hike. Backed it all the way up and fucking yoinked this bitch a hundred yards. Yeah, that's insane. This man's got a rocket for a fucking arm. Can we talk about can, how NFTs fell off the map? Do we even have to talk about them? <laughs> no. Right, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. Pop off, King. Pop no, off. No, it's just an observation. It's just an observation. Like, it, it so feels let's, like... Let's hear, let's hear the observation. It feels as if talks about NFTs, NFT projects, NFT cringe has really went... <laughs> Downtown Charlie mm. Brown in the <laughs> last <laughs> three months. In the last three well, it's, months, it's because of you, Phil. That's because you, you of were, me. You were the ringleader in this. Uh, I really was. Movement. You know, you but I'm fucking un- crushed it. I'm an unsung hero in these parts, Finn. And the unsung hero award for the death of NFTs goes to Phil Rushman. <laughs> Philly, come on down. Yeah. What would your acceptance speech be? I'd like to um, thank my parents. I'd like to thank the fans of the Sunday Sauce, the Meatballs. Something like that, the, yeah. And uh, I'd like to announce my new NFT. It's called the Third Eye NFT. <laughs> Here it is. Everyone yeah. can buy it on OpenSea right now for 15 <laughs> Ethereum. ETH. <laughs> 15 Ethereums. Eth. Yo, did you see in the new Doctor Strange uh, trailer, he has a third eye. The evil Doctor Strange has a third eye on his forehead. I'm going to give you one guess if I saw that or not. Well, it has the third eye in it, so I would assume maybe some people... Tagged you with it on Instagram or something. Okay, okay. Normally, He's like, things my- just got out of hand. And then the third eye's like... Pfft. Dude, everyone's fucking cramping my style, dude. Yeah, even Marvel is copying you at this point. <sighs> like, I, I can go through all the whole list, right? The whole contact book of people just stealing Philion shit. But we don't got to do that. I'm talking A-list celebs. I know they're sitting there on a Tuesday night watching Philion on YouTube. 100%. Leo, DiCap- Leo DiCaprio, what's your next movie? Let us know in the comments. We know you're watching this shit. No, I was well, just like, well. no, I just had like this funny joke. Obviously, they're not. There's no shot. You know, Bad Bunny. Yes, the rapper. Yeah, the. Uh, yeah. 
I forget okay. the I forget the type of music he makes. The genre. Yeah, what the fuck is it called? Dude, am I stupid? <laughs> we can we can Google it. Bad bunny music genre. Uh Latin music. Reggaeton. Re- reggaeton. Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, there that's where he gets like all his roots from, right? So he has a okay. he has an album. Type in Bad Bunny album kid on bike. Bad Bunny album kid on bike. Okay. Tell, tell me that's not Philly on, bro. What are we looking at? Like the album cover? Yeah. Oh yeah, he's got three eyes. Exactly. And then uh in a music video, Vin, he dresses as a woman, right? Does a little cross dressing. Okay. Your boy Phil did that in what, 20, 2018, You 2019? did do that. For those that don't know, tell everybody what you did in, what was it, 2018? What was the- 20, what was 2019, the, 2019. 2019. Actually, I think it was early 2020, to be honest. It was definitely before the pandemic. It was before Bad Bunny did it, I'll tell you that. <laughs> so he copied your, he copied your whole fucking flow, Philion. Yeah, I have a video. Day in the Life has an Instagram baddie where I, mm-hmm. I don't know, I was fucking bored. I dressed up as a girl. Took funny Instagram pictures. All my I lost like four thousand followers. You're like, what the fuck is this? What are you gay? Hey, look at this guy over here. Eh? I don't want to see this in my timeline. And I said, <laughs> I don't want to see this in my timeline. Eh? I said, hey, don't let the fucking door hit you on the way out. That's yeah, what I peace said. Peace out, peace out, motherfuckers. We don't we don't yeah. want you here. Did you get the new fucking Instagram update where you could see chronological? I don't know. <laughs> I don't have it yet. I'm, I'm fucking upset. Kylie's had it literally since like launch day. What about what about those people that like can see likes versus not see likes? I feel like they're targeting certain individuals to see likes. That's a weird thing too. I'm pretty sure you can see on my page like all my likes, but like Will Smith when he did his apology post, it just says like two people that I follow that follow him and others like this. Right. It's really weird. Really, really fucking. Did you bizarre. see? The video of Will Smith in his house. What? Which video is this? And it's, it's where Jada, a- where Jada is recording him and is like talking about their relationship, and Will Smith is like, "Yo, can you like turn the camera off? Like, I'm not about this right now." Is this like a recent video? Yeah, let me find it because we have to. I want to oh, see God. your your rea- your reaction. Your reaction. Yeah, drop your, it in, your the, reaction. Uh, in the chat. When the moon hits Found your eyes. Yeah, 17 hours ago. Oh, so Dude. this is like a new video. Yep. Will Smith's oh, tense confrontation with Jada. Is this going to make me cringe, Phil? It's definitely going to make me cringe. Uh, let me oh. just find one with good audio. Okay. Philly the researcher. All right. I got it. I think. For a second, I just panicked that I didn't record any audio on my mic, but we're good. Thank God. <laughs> That would have been a fucking disaster. Okay. Let me click this. Now, now I think this is an old... It's an old clip, but it was resurfaced. Yeah, it says the resurfaced Instagram clip shows a tense Will Smith warning his wife not to film him. Oh, dear God. Okay, hold on. Let me just get these notes ready for Pat. By the way, shout to... Patty Drillington. Patty Drills. Patty Drills. Rocket ship to a million subs. All right, you ready? Yeah, three... Three, two, two, one, one, go, go. You know, Esther Perel is coming to the table. She's going to be at the red table. Would you say she is talking about the red table talk they had? Not redefining our relationship. I would say, don't just start filming me without asking me. Oh my goodness. 
if you could film me. Stay or come help us again, please. I'm still dealing with foolishness. Don't. No, no, she, yeah, because she don't just. Would you say that she helped us heal the hurts that we caused one another? My social media presence is my bread and butter, okay? So you can't just use me for social media and not, you know, don't just start rolling. I'm standing in my house. Don't just start rolling. Don't Please start. watch a stare at the red table because she's helped us a lot, can't you? Bro, like that that genuinely just makes me sad. I right, know. right when he said, like that exact moment where he said, like, don't don't film me like without asking, she should have stopped the video, deleted the video, and they should have had like a healthy human conversation. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh also, I have no idea why, but my camera just stopped working. Okay, we're back. Sorry about that, folks. I have no idea at what point when it froze me, but in the middle of that Will Smith video, I was like this, analyzing it, and then everything just stopped working. Um, all I was going to say you is- You were stuck like this for like a minute. Dude, I was just so perplexed by this video. My whole shit just, it shut Combusted. down. I was just, I was just going to say, like, when you see your significant other genuinely, like, distraught, and they're saying, please, like, ask me before you film me for your social media, she should have stopped the video right there. Had an actual like human conversation with him and not posted that. Like the fact that he was so clearly not wanting to be in that video and that still surfaced online is it's just sad. That like literally just makes me sad. Dude, it's she she is she is something else, man. <laughs> it's really it's just a horrible situation. Yeah, hopefully they just uh they figure out their situation. Man, he no, looked so no. sad in that video, Dude. bro. He looked so sad. That's going to haunt me. Because he's manipulated, bro. It's sad, bro. He's like a fucking puppy. I saw a uh I saw a TikTok video. I don't know who it was speaking, but they were on the Breakfast Club and he was basically saying, you know, Will Will is just trying so hard to get Jada to I th- I can't remember how he worded it, but he was basically saying, like, her heart's not in it for him, and he's trying so hard to make her, like, be in love when she's not, and that's what's leading to, like, all these problems. I'm sure you guys can find the clip online, but I was like, damn, like, it's a rough situation to be in. Yeah. Did you see uh, how he was, like, banned from the... What was it? Not the Grammys, Oscars, the Academy. Oscars, yeah. Well, what's but, fu- but, but what's like, crazy? They were talking about a- like what his punishment would be, and it's like it's just that you're not going to be allowed there. Like, what else are they going to do? Well, what they could have done because I watched a lot of I watched this guy John Campy. He's one of my favorite like movie, uh, movie YouTube movie commentating channels on YouTube, and it was such a weird way to explain it. But I love John Campy. I was watching him, and he was talking <laughs> okay. about the fact that. What they could do is they could, like, remove him from being nominated for, like, a certain amount of years and basically say, like, yo, for the next years, you cannot be nominated for an Oscar. And at this stage of Will Smith's career, it's like, if you're not going to get nominated for an Oscar, like, what what else is there to work for? Like, you already have the money, the fame, an established career. But what's happening now is they put a halt on Bad Boys 4. There was, like, this biopic that he was supposed to be in that Apple and, I think, Amazon both pulled out of. And there was something with Netflix that he was involved in that they're not doing. So, like, the backlash of this is actually insane where he's, like, 
not being able to move forward with these projects right now. It's it's pretty fucking crazy. Probably we'll get some deals for like a slap tournament. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll <laughs> definitely want them there. I mean, but this is why you don't jump on stage and assault somebody. Yeah, I, you know, I like, know. <laughs> like I'm surprised to the to the level that like productions, major productions are just not moving forward because of it. But again, I've said this a million times to everyone that I talk to this about. I just I still can't fucking believe this dude just jumped on stage and smacked Chris Rock in the face. Like it just doesn't to this day, it doesn't make sense to me. Did you see the the VR reenactment of being Bro, I've Chris seen, Rock? I've seen every I've seen every meme. I've seen, have, no, I've seen, have you seen the VR one though? I, I'm 90% sure I have. Dude, they're all ridiculous. I've where seen you can the one look where around he, and you see yeah. Will Smith walking towards you. I saw the one where he was uh, the zebra from Madagascar and Will was the fucking fish from Shark Tale. Dude, this one, 360 degree VR, Will Smith smacks you. Chris Rock POV at the Oscars is fucking hilarious. It's got 4 million views. It was posted four days ago. Bro, and it's crazy how they're still getting insane viewership too. Like this meme has legs. It's got it's got it's got a whole arm and a hand attached to it. Bro, speaking of VR, I gotta get an Oculus. I don't know the last time you played with an Oculus. It's the fucking coolest shit ever. Beat Sa- Beat Saber. That shit goes hard. I want to play right now. Actually, it's so much fun. Is Oculus like the go-to VR headset? I think from what I know about VR, yes, the comments can correct me if I'm wrong, but yeah, the Oculus is like super nice. Bro, you can like, they have you do this little tutorial before you play any games or whatever, where like you pick up like a cube and you analyze it and you turn it and you can feel your fingers in the VR world bend when you bend your fingers. It's, it's pretty, it's pretty wild. Did you know that Facebook owns Oculus? Do they really? Yeah. I'm not surprised, bro. Facebook owns legitimately everything. Well, we shouldn't say Facebook. Meta owns everything. I think part of Mark Zuckerberg's like push to become meta was to take deflection or to have deflection against like the Facebook privacy stuff, right? Selling people's data and being involved in a lot of shady shit. Because mm-hmm. now it's not, it's not a, it's, it forefront. adds it adds another shell, you know. It's, it's a it's Facebook like a, problem, not a meta problem. You know, we're bigger like than that. It's like smoke and mirrors, too. Yeah, 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 like yeah, just doing other shit. Did you hear that uh, Elon might be... I can't remember the exact wording of it, but I was watching Joe Rogan talk about it today. It was on uh, his Clips channel. Because he bought that big amount of Twitter and didn't announce it, and then because he bought it, a bunch of people then bought the stock. When, you're, when you buy an acquisition like of that magnitude you're supposed to announce that you're doing it before you buy it that way the market can decide what they want to do what people can decide what they want to do like oh elon's about to buy it i can buy in or buy or sell or whatever so because he just did it without making an announcement apparently that's like breaking the law so he might have some legal troubles with that yeah because think of how many people that he could have told so wait so are you saying like the price of like say twitter went up or down because of that? Yeah, like after he bought that chunk, Twitter skyrocketed. So the the argument is you're supposed to let people know if you're going to do a deal that big, you're supposed to disclose that you're doing that. That way people can then decide before it happens, okay, I either want to stay in or get out. Yeah, it gives makes... people like a fair opportunity to like change what they want to do with the stock. But yeah, Twitter like erupted after he bought it. It went up, I think like 30% or some shit. <laughs> 
It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I, I was saying this with, what was he doing back in the day? Oh, Dogecoin, Bitcoin, Dogecoin. Ethereum, like all mm-hmm. the cryptos that he would pump and shit. Like I, I voiced the problem with this on this podcast, like for months. Because when you have one you, person. You've been ahead of the curve, man. I don't know what else to tell people. Like Phil, you know, you look in a mirror and you see a celebrity, but do you also see Nostradamus? This guy's a fucking psychic over here. I mean I guess I guess one day. I guess one day. Must feel good, Phil. Also, ladies and gentlemen, you know what we're gonna bring back by the end of this or for the end of this episode? Little grandmother of the week action. If you guys want your grandparents to be featured, send us a submission, Sunday Sauce Podcast at gmail.com. Ladies and gentlemen, everyone's favorite segment is back. This is from Cody Wilkinson. This dude's always on my channel. He said, I'm a day one meatball, and here is my grandma. She lives her life to serve her family, whether it was caring for her grandchildren all across the country or supporting those of us who were going through a hard time. She is the sweetest, kindest, uh, greatest, or gentlest soul in my life. Shout out to Cody's grandmother. And it Thank says, you, congrats Cody. on the recent success, gentlemen. Keep up the good work. Thank you, Cody, for that submission. Also, Cody mentioned, if you want, you can become a meatball, $4.99 a month. And that gives you access to an entire backlog now of exclusive, a little bit more raunchy episodes once a week. We're going to have our one-year anniversary, actually. 52nd episode of member-exclusive content is dropping on Wednesday. So if you guys want to be a part of that, become a meatball today. Phil, great episode. Anything else? Yeah, I just wanted to clarify. Apparently, if you have plans to buy over 5% of a company, you have to make it known. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that's really it. All right, cool. <laughs> so when I, when I buy five sh- 5% of Tesla and become a board member. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And with a hostile takeover of Elon. Hell yeah. I'm going to make sure to let the meatballs and everyone that watches the Sunday sauce know this way they can all cash in on the tendies. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. So everyone could just make money and feel great. That's it. Who you got to say hello to, Phil? Your grandmother. Take care, guys. Brush your hair, and we'll see you next week. Peace. 